0: It is 12.04. We are back. Phone lines are open. 416 870 Star 640 on cell. You've got uh, physical issues, pain, pain problems. That aren't your husband. something physical I'm talking about here. We want to talk to you today. we got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, Dr. Lou is here once again till 1 o'clock, so give us a call. We we cover everything. Man, your your breadth of knowledge is huge. So if uh, you're thinking of asking a question, you're not sure if you'll get an answer, throw it by on the phones, and uh, we'll take care of you. You can email as well, info at paincarecanada.com. All right, Dr. Lou, we always start with a week that was. A couple we of do. stories that uh, have come by your clinic.
1: Yeah. One, uh, one case that I had, and it wasn't actually, it didn't come by for me at the clinic, I Was uh, I teach at the chiropractic college, and one of my students I teach a small group class which is called clinical education. And uh, this student had been complaining about that she's we were we were working on a case, and she was talking about uh, that she's been having headaches her whole life. They started uh, when she was an undergrad, so about ten years ago. Uh, So I decided for the class would be a good learning experience if I could show them how I go through a history and uh, and a physical exam, and. So we went through the history, the physical exam. What was very interesting in this case was this girl has been given medication for her headaches, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's pretty much it. However, it doesn't really work. It doesn't prevent anything. Once I divulge into the history, one of the things you have to do as a practitioner is really start to do the detective work with a lot of questions. So I started asking a lot of questions, like when did these uh, headaches happen? And she started alluding to it was during class time. And then I said, well, does do you have as many headaches in the summer? She was like, you know what? No, I don't think I do have as many. And I started looking at features. Okay, well, that clearly means that it's somehow related to school. And one of the common things for anyone working at a desk or like a student is that typical desk posture. posture, Uh, And as soon as we looked at her from a physical exam perspective and I was showing the students, the lordosis in her neck, which is a lordosis kyphosis and lordosis in the low spine, those are the normal curves that you should have the lordosis in her neck was so accentuated that it looked like essentially if you were to correct her anatomy, it'd be like she's looking up at a 45 degree angle all the time. So that type of pressure happening on her neck. Um, And one of the things that happens when your lordosis or that curvature gets too big in the neck is there's muscles deep in the neck called the deep neck flexors, which are essentially responsible for keeping your head uh, more in a neutral position, become very weak and deconditioned. And so I was able to do a test showing her how strong her deep neck flexors are and she had no strength in it. And so essentially what my recommendation was, was you got to get those muscles stronger. So mm-hmm. we gave her rehab exercises. And I also mentioned that what she needs to do when she feels these headaches is remember to change her posture with her head. So if she is going to lie down and these were things, she's like, why has no one ever told me this before? Like, why has right. yeah. no one ever no looked kidding. at this? And, I didn't know how to answer that because I can't comment on why people do or do not do things. But I definitely told her that. And again, what I try to highlight week after week here on the show is that it is very important when you have pain to look at any possible cause, not just what's the most likely cause, but every single thing. And we've talked about this a lot in the previous weeks about function of the body and how the actual function of the body can affect pain. We've had callers with shoulder pain who were talking about, you know, their shoulder pain's been treated. I've seen them in the clinic. We're able to change the function of the shoulder. Boom, that point of pain is gone. And it's a big deal when you have to look at the all-encompassing features that could be causing whatever the patient's complaining about. Do you start generally with the obvious and then you'll branch out from there, right? Yeah, we we do say what's common is common, and and you in healthcare that's the way you always go mm-hmm. about it. The most common is always going to be the most common for a reason. But it's also very important. One of the things that I found interesting with this girl is she's being treated currently uh, by another chiropractor, actually. And I asked her how long have you been getting treated? Treated since September? Okay, how many treatments? Two times a week. Are you getting better? No have they reassessed you? No. One of the important things that you have to do here, and we do it all the time, I do it myself, is you start with what's most likely, okay. but you have to be able that as you're going through treatment, you have to be adaptable. And what I mean by that is if you notice the patient isn't getting better, well, then you're probably, you probably don't have the right diagnosis. We talked about this a few weeks ago with the orthopedic surgeon on the show uh, about how diagnose, about how your treatment intervention helps your diagnosis. Because if what you're doing is working, then likely your diagnosis is right. Right. Versus if your diagnosis is wrong, you're going to imply the wrong treatment intervention, and therefore the person doesn't get better. But it was just incredible to me that she's been getting treated now for three months and the practitioner didn't think let me reassess and try something differently because for something like that you would expect some type of an improvement for sure after that a length of time i would hope so right? yeah, and, yeah and you know what a lot of the times you're not expecting a hundred percent improvement what i always tell my patients is i always like to start with when i am going to do go down the road of therapy start with trial therapy and what i mean by that is usually two to three times a week for two to three weeks so six to nine treatments in that period of time um And I always say, and after that point, what we're going to look for is where you started today, are you better in those three weeks than you are today? And I always tell them this is very analogous to a stock market. Day to day, there's ups and downs. But what you're looking at, the long-term investment, that three weeks, are you overall in a better state of health than you were three weeks ago? Uh, And that's very important to look at. And I explain that a lot because a lot of people... You'll start therapy, and if you've never had therapy, within the first 24 to 48 hours, what can actually happen is your pain gets worse. Because now you're doing different things, and all of a sudden your body's starting to uh, adapt and change, and that sometimes creates more pain. Yep. And it's very important to let people know that first 24 to 48 hours after some type of therapy, it's not uncommon for you to have more pain. You have to, th- you have to think long-term here, and by long-term, I, am not, I don't mean months and years. I'm even weeks, three, sure. four weeks you got to yep. muscle through it, pardon the pun, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, exactly.
0: We'll take a, a quick break. We'll get to more things that came across uh, your clinic this week. Your phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Free consultations, by the way, if you're thinking of doc- uh, going to see Dr. Lou, He uh, offers that as well. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lines are wide open. Lots more of the Dr. Payne Show. Talk radio, AM 640. It is 1215. Dr. Lou is here. The Dr. Payne Show back to one o'clock. Yeah, open phone lines. We got him. You have pain concerns, questions, anything lay by us. I want to remind you as well, Dr. Payne's uh, clinic, uh, free consultations, 1-855-55-DRLOU. Lou you will want to give him a call. Emails as well, info at paincarecanada.com. So a couple stories you had this week relating to posture and body mechanics, right? Like our first one.
1: Yeah, for sure. We see tons of that type of stuff where it's posture-related or work-related people doing things wrong. Actually, one of the things we also do, we have a corporate program uh, and a public outreach division at the company where Mm -hmm. we actually go into a lot of workplaces uh, and assess people's uh, ergonomics uh, and make, you know, one of the things that we try to do differently, and we hear this a lot by the employers that we work with, is there are a lot of companies out there that will go in there and, you know, you need the expensive desk, the expensive chair, da-da-da-da-da, it's all BS. Seriously? It's, it's really all BS. All it really comes down to is the proper mechanics that you have to do to your body. And you know what? I always say if you have to rely on an external device to put you in those postures, right. you're already starting with the wrong mentality, right? You have to be wow. willing to make the changes yourself. It's very simple. The way you can move the keyboard, the mouse, where you have to be sitting. And and our employers, the com- we work with dozens and dozens of company. They love it. They love it because they like the real advice, and more than the employers liking it, the employees actually find that they get better because of real recommendations. They're, we're not just saying you need a $500 uh, five hundred dollar chair. Five thousand
0: dollar chair. Yeah, exactly.
1: God. We don't deal with that. We want to get people better. We want to prevent injuries, and the best way to do it is with good advice. I talked about mm-hmm. this the other day. There ain't. There's never, ever, ever going to be a magic pill in healthcare. The magic pill already exists. It's called knowledge. And if you have knowledge, you can do a lot of things to prevent uh, different injuries, ailments, and you can stay healthy. And that's really the key.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Jonathan, good afternoon. Hey, Jonathan. Good. Hey, pal. How All right.
2: You? So quick question. I'm yep. fine, thank you. I've
1: uh, had patella tendonitis. It's not acute. It's been chronic for maybe a year and a half or so, two years. Okay. So uh, I played a lot of soccer, I've lost some weight, I've got the shape, the knee's feeling
2: better, but I know I have bone spurs in the outer of my ankles and the joints. Now, they don't
1: cause me pain, but I don't get the dorsiflexion that uh, I would like. I'm wondering if those bone spurs could uh, be the reason I've gotten the patellar tendonitis, if I should go back to soccer, if I should remove those bone spurs, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of hesitant to go back. I don't want to
2: deal with that again for another two years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, when it comes, one of the important things, this kind of goes back to the concept of function of the body with dorsiflexion of the foot. And for our listeners who don't know what that means, that's when you point your toes upwards. Up? Okay. Um, then just to walk and stay healthy from a, a good biomechanical perspective, yeah. you need about 15 percent dorsiflexion. When you start to involve things like running and sports, you're talking more like 30 uh, percent. And that's a good amount of dorsiflexion that a lot of people don't have. People often think that a lot of limitation in movement is due to something like bone spurs like Jonathan is is mentioning. One thing that's often overlooked a lot of the times is muscles and their tightness, right? Because when we look at the dorsiflexion of the ankle, what's going to prevent that? Well, the muscles at the back being the calf musculature, so the, the, the gastrocnemius the and soleus the soleus then. muscles are the ones that really will prevent that. So a lot of these things, it's very important that when you do have issues like you've had, Jonathan, that, again, you go back to the function perspective and what is the proper, especially when you're looking at the lower limb. This is huge in the lower limb because... It connects with the ground, and gravity's acting on it. So there's two points uh, of contact, and... You need to have proper balance, I'll call it, between muscles uh, in the lower limb, whether it's from side to side in terms of uh, adductors to abductors and also from the flexors to the extensors so that you have the proper range of motion that you need in the ankle, that you need in the knee, and that you need in the hip. One interesting thing about the knee, and most knee problems end up eventually happening because there's actually an underlying hip or ankle issue because from a mechanical and engineering perspective – The hip and the ankle are mobile joints, and the point of stress would be the one hinge joint in the middle, which is the knee. So because there's so much mobility above and below, the stress is going to be felt on that one joint that can't move a lot, which is the knee. And so it's not uncommon for this type of situation, like Jonathan's mentioning, where you have a knee issue, uh, and really that knee issue is probably due to something more like an ankle issue or um, a hip issue, and that's kind of a general... um, you know synopsis of what happens in the knee and in the lower limb but jonathan to answer your question more specifically should you have the bone spurs removed should you not that all comes down to that's much easier with the the consultation right give us a call i uh, definitely can help you book an appointment come in uh, we'll take a look at it it's hard for me over the radio right i can't see the movement in the ankle and so that all those things are going to help me to give you the proper recommendations
3: great thank you so much and uh just tendinitis
1: in the body, does it flare up because of those things you're mentioning? Uh... Yeah, yeah, this is this is how I started the, the conversation this morning is that this is what happens. The tendinitis is just a point where there's some lack of function and happening somewhere else where you're going to feel the problem, right? Something is picking up the stress similar to you. There might be an ankle issue or there might be. Uh, a hip issue, and really the stress is being felt at that patellar tendon. And so, again, you have to be able to look and make sure that, and this is the problem with a lot of practitioners out there, is they're just looking at the area of the complaint, and they're forgetting to look elsewhere. So they'll treat that area. It's not uncommon to go get therapy and see a physiotherapist or whomever, Excuse me, and all they're treating is that knee, and they forget to look at the hip and the ankle. We had a patient, actually, that came in that listened to the show, Came in, knee pain, uh, same thing. I recommended, you know what, mm-hmm. you need to have a little bit of treatment. I referred him to uh, one of my associates, Dr. Rossi, who's been on the show with yep. us before. One treatment, 80% improvement. No kidding. He came out. I saw him yesterday. He came out of the room. I was in my office. Dr. Rossi says, uh, your patient wants to talk to you. He says, one treatment, 80% better. He's been living with this for uh, almost a decade. Wow.
0: We'll take a short break. Jonathan, by the way, that number to uh, book a consultation, one eight five five. Five, five, Dr. Lou and your phone calls got open phone lines. 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell. Lots more Dr. Pain coming up. Talk radio. AM 640. 1224 Yeah. 416 870 6400 star 640 on cell. Open lines. You want to talk to us? You got questions like uh, Jonathan, anything like that concerning pain, your body? Dr. Lou is here uh, until one o'clock to answer them. You want to uh, book a free consultation as well. That's simple one doctor Lou, you mentioned uh, you were talking to Jonathan about the problem with his knee and his ankle, and the one thing you mentioned, and I know we covered this weeks and weeks and weeks, if not a couple months ago, in the show, and that was a tight muscle. Now you've talked about stretching versus warming up,
1: right? Yes. Which one do you think is like everybody stretches? Everyone wants to stretch for an hour before they do anything, right? So I think what's important to note on stretching versus warming up is the reason why you want to do either or. Okay. So one of the big things with research and what was common more, and I don't know if you remember, but I remember in gym class before we would get going, the teacher would put us all in a circle and you do stretches, static yep. stretches. Yep. And so stretches were seen as a way to, I guess, prevent injury. When they've looked at the research on that, they've basically said, no, no, no. If you want to prevent injury before you go into a sport or an activity, warming up is the key. Having said that, I'm not against stretching. If you're stretching for the purpose of, like we were talking to Jonathan about, you have a tight soleus or gastrocnemius causing limited dorsiflexion, well, then warming up isn't going to do anything to help lengthen that muscle. You're going to need to stretch it. Mm -hmm. What research does show us for sure about stretching is that if you are going to do it, it has to be religious. It has to be constant. It has to be all the time. Things like yoga, which are essentially stretches over a long period of time, Are much better than you're not really going to make an effect if you think stretching, you know, first thing in the morning, stretching your hamstring for 30 seconds, that's not making an effect versus stretching 30 seconds, 30 times every day. That's going to have an effect. So it needs to be very religious. That's the biggest thing. So yeah, there is definitely a difference between stretching and warming up. And what it depends on is what you want to do it for. So from an injury prevention before uh, starting an activity or a sport, I would recommend always warming up versus stretching if you have a localized problem. Like, you know, you have a tight hamstring leading to low back pain you got to stretch that hamstring. Right. Warming it up isn't going to do much. 416-870-6400,
0: star 640 on Selgut. Uh, Tom and Whitby. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hey, not bad yourself. Good, pal. What's, uh, what's going on?
3: Well, uh, about 48 years old, uh, construction worker, so on my feet all day. Uh, just recently started getting a lot of ankle pain, so went into the doctor and they said I have uh, arthritis in my ankles, but it came on very suddenly. Right. And... Uh,
1: yeah, just wondering what uh, what's up. Yeah, and so we uh, we talked about this again a few weeks ago with uh, the orthopedic surgeon on the show. The unfortunate part about the system that we live in, and most family doctors, walk-in doctors, are not well versed in musculoskeletal issues. And what ends up happening is, is such as your case, you arthritis does not develop in a day. Arthritis takes no. years and years and years to develop. So the fact that you say it came on suddenly, well. You know, that doesn't really make sense to me. Even without assessing you right now, I can tell you right off the bat, that doesn't make sense to me. Do I doubt that there's arthritis in your ankle? No, there likely is. But I've always said arthritis is gray hair of the skeleton. You just mentioned, I believe you were 46 years old. Well, I'm sure you have some gray hair, the same that you'd probably have some arthritis throughout your body. So a lot of the times... That term arthritis from an x-ray is just a garbage diagnosis. You need to correlate that with the clinical findings. You may have something else going on and no one's just looked at the ankle properly. And therefore, they're just giving you the easiest thing that they can tell you. And that's, well, it's arthritis of the ankle. You may have degenerative changes in the ankle, true, but that may not be the cause of your pain. And that's very, very important. why you need to have a good practitioner who can look at both things and say, okay, what are the findings on imaging and what are the clinical symptoms and is there a correlation Mm -hmm. and even more so, is there a causation? Because that's very important. A lot of the times what you see on imaging and what you feel, it just happens to be coincidence versus causation. So uh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, what I noticed is uh, everything was perfectly fine. I tried uh, outdoor soccer for uh, a change Mm -hmm. and uh, within a couple of uh, games of outdoor soccer, uh, just could barely move the ankle for the first couple of steps in the
1: morning. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean, right? So is it really the arthritis that you've now had for probably decades, or is it more that you introduced yourself into a sport? Maybe you don't have the proper function like we were just talking about with dorsiflexion of the ankle because remember, you probably need 30 to 40 degrees of dorsiflexion. Maybe you don't have that type of dorsiflexion and now all of a sudden you're putting that ankle under strain, you're going to start feeling pain. So the answer there is is looking at the function per- perhaps and not necessarily looking at just what you see on an image. And unfortunately, that's the reality of the healthcare system that we live in, is that it's the easiest thing for most practitioners to do, send for an x-ray. Every x-ray is going to find something. It's just inevitable that there will be something on an x-ray. Is it significant or not is the next question. And the unfortunate reality is that most people say, yeah, this is the cause of your pain, and that's pretty much it. And, And a lot of the times, it's just not the cause of the pain.
0: Appreciate the call, Tom. You need uh, more information one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou got uh, Linda. Good afternoon, Linda.
2: Hi.
0: Hey, Linda. What's your concern?
2: Uh, my concern is uh, I've been on painkillers for a very long time. hmm. Um, and I want to stop taking them, but I I don't know how. Okay. It, and it's um, it's like uh dictating my life kind of thing
1: what are you on the painkillers for pain in what area is it chronic pain throughout the body or is it a specific injury
2: Yeah, uh, no my body I was diagnosed with uh, fibromyalgia
1: mm-hmm.
2: and also I have the degeneration of the desk
1: mm-hmm
2: so it's lower back okay always pain.
1: have you done anything else in terms of treatment intervention besides painkillers
2: I've tried everything.
1: You've tried everything for long periods of time?
2: Um, I, I don't think I, I did long
1: enough. Yeah, so uh, and that's and that's a lot of the problem that I see often is people will come in and say, I've tried every single thing I can try and then I'll say, Okay, like give me an example. Oh, I've tried acupuncture. How many treatments? Two. Nice. Not enough, right? <laughs> no. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, I have a cold so I need a drink of water, but um, yeah, a lot of the times it's just this is where it's so important to go see a good professional that can really give you the right recommendations and give you a long-term plan. Now, I'm not going to suggest here on the radio that you discontinue your medication because that's not prudent. That's definitely a conversation you have to have with whomever put you on that medication. I am, however, happy to have a consultation with you uh, that you can book through the one eight five 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 doctor Lou number and we can discuss more appropriately. And then maybe I can... Uh, help uh, the conversation with your physician, and we can try to get you off those painkillers and doing different things. But in the meantime, don't stop anything until we have a, a more in thorough assessment and discussion.
0: Lind, again, write down that number, one eight five 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 doctor Lou, for you, the phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Steve, I see you there, brother. Hang on, we'll get to you. Lots more of the Dr. Pain Show coming up, talk radio, AM640. And free consultations with that number as well. want to remind you of that point. Uh, for now, though, phone lines are, are open. 416 870 star 640 on cell. Good afternoon, Grace. Yes,
3: hi, doctor. Hi. Um, my husband is 80. Okay. He's physically fit. He's an attorney. he still go to the office three days a week. Nice. Uh, he played a lot of squash, so he's got a bad knees, but that seems to be under control. Mm-hmm. But I noticed lately that his head is falling forward. Okay. And I keep saying to him, you know, put your shoulders back, straighten up. Right. And he still can't assume that same position. Yeah. And I worry about it because I don't want him to be hunched or stooped.
1: hmm You know, and um, yeah, so this was prime that I called you. Yeah, so what happens a lot of the times with that posture is a lot of the times it's not actually due to... Uh, the patient wanting to be in that posture. What happens when you're in certain bad postures all over long periods of time? The bones actually start to change and might there might actually be structural changes in your husband, especially the fact that he's 80, that have set that posture in place and it would be hard for him to just straighten up. Having said yes. that, that may not be the case, right? That's where, again, the, the consultation component with, uh, with my office is much better because I can actually take a look at your husband. I can see, okay, is this something that's more structural? structural and it, and even if it is structural, that doesn't mean that there's nothing that could be done to change it. It just means the recommendation becomes very different than just straighten up, right? It, it sure. may not be as easy yeah, as just sure. telling sure. someone to straighten up if there's changes yeah. in the bone. This is where rehab exercises become uh, very important, and, and there needs to be things done in that regard. So, yeah, I, I'd love to, to see your husband. You can give him our number and uh, okay. book an appointment, and we can take a look at it. And it'll be very simple to figure out if this is something that's uh, functional or structural. And whether it's one or the other, there's going to be things that we can do to help him for sure.
3: Okay, because he didn't have bad posture before. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that maybe it's something that, uh, you know, uh, has been for a long time. But no, it's only been... Maybe the past six months that I
1: noticed okay. that. Well, then, then okay. that, again, that, that's the piece of uh, detective work that we have to do. That piece of, uh, of knowledge already tells me, okay, maybe it is more muscular, right? Because you're right. If it was structural, it probably would have been setting in over a longer period of time. Yeah. Uh, but definitely posture, and, and I and I teach my patients this all the time, even when it is functional, it's not as easy as straighten up. That actually can cause more damage than it can do good. Can, right? There's very specific ways for people to change their posture depending uh-huh. on their body types. The thing we have to realize, we think we all have the same body. There's different body types that we all have, and that means the mechanics of each of our bodies, although similar, are very different. And th- we have to make specific recommendations to specific people, and we can't just give broad general. General advice, because then Where it doesn't located, do
3: justice.
1: Uh, the Where main office is in Etobicoke. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, you. No problem. You're welcome, Thanks, Grace.
0: Grace. I'll give you that number quickly, Grace. One eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou. Again, one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou. Or info at paincarecanada.com Amir. Good afternoon.
1: Hi, Doctor
2: Lou. Hi, Amir.
1: It's, Amir, it's a little bit hard to hear you. Is there a window open or something?
3: Actually, I'm driving. Sorry, about
1: that. Your hand's free because it's really loud in there. <laughs> it's like
0: you're driving a tornado. All <laughs> right. It's a if you can oh, pull over and pick up, that'd be great. It, yeah,
2: it's a big, big van.
0: So. Oh, it's a big van. All right. Uh, well, uh, the left side is numb when sleeping. Is that what it is?
2: Yeah, and sometimes, like, uh, mostly the night time, it's like a pain from sensation there, and it goes numb.
3: And if I go on that side, you know, if I sleep on that side, left side, yeah, and it's mostly the outer, upper, thigh part, and it goes uh, uh, to the knee. knee. So that, okay.
1: That's yeah, one of the big things with posture doesn't just matter during the hours when you're awake. It's also extremely important when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And we see tons and tons of patients that are not sleeping in optimal ways. And when they're not sleeping in optimal ways, that means it puts their neck in certain positions, which puts pressure on nerves, causes numbness and tingling down the arm. It's incredible how many people in our city have had carpal tunnel surgery because they wake up with numbness in their hand and someone told them they had carpal tunnel and then they end up having surgery. This is not as common now as it was 10, 20 years ago, but anybody that was waking up with numbness in their hands, it was carpal tunnel, you needed surgery, things weren't getting better. The amount of people that have had carpal tunnel surgery and still experience numbness is incredible. You know why? Because it's coming from the neck. They're not doing the right things when they're sleeping. They're not in good postures. They're putting pressure on those nerves. It's causing... what Everyone we've all had to sit cross-legged at some point when we were a child. <sighs> what happens? Your leg goes numb. It, it completely goes numb and then what is the stage? First it's numbness then you start to feel pins and needles that yeah. hurt like hell and then it's all better. That's true. That's right? that's what happens.
0: We'll get to uh, Drew here. Hi Drew, good afternoon.
3: Hi, it's actually Joe.
0: Right. Uh, I got I Drew here. To... Alright
3: Joe, yeah. how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, good, I just wanted to say that uh, I've called the show a couple of weeks ago and uh, mm-hmm. I've had a personal call for talks talk from uh doctor himself who referred me to his clinic i initially called for my uh, uh tennis or epicondylitis right and uh i saw the chiropractor there and just after four treatments it's actually leaps and bounds no medication no nice. surgery yep. and i would really really highly recommend uh you know the hours of the clinic are amazing open 7 days a week so for People who work long hours like myself and odd hours, amazing. All all the
1: listeners are going to think that I've paid Joe to say this, but I didn't. (laughs) Joe just decided to call, and and Joe, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I, I think that's important to let our listeners know. It is definitely true that, if you again, if you get it right from the diagnosis standpoint, mm-hmm. everything else is easy after that. Joe, we appreciate it. We're happy you're doing better. Uh, and thank you so much for the praises. Uh, but again, and, and that's not just credit to me. That's credit to my team. Absolutely. Because they do an amazing job because they know what they're doing.
0: 416-870-6400, star 640, unsell. More of your phone calls after a short break. Hang on. We'll get to you. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. Dr. Payne, Show, Talk Radio, AM640. 12.44, still got some time for your calls here. We'll get to you in just a, a moment. You want to mention something about RA,
1: right? Yeah, there's there's one of the things that we also do is uh, we work with another team that does clinical trials on new um, drugs for a lot of different things. Uh, and specifically right now, there's one going on for rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically what I want to get out there is if any of our listeners have rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis, whether it's new or old, they've been diagnosed, they're not, they don't have the help that they necessarily want and they want to try something new, give us a call at the one 855 55 doctor Lou number. Uh, you can just leave your number. I will get someone to call you back uh, nice. and they can discuss if you're a good candidate for the study. But it's worth a shot. A lot of these things, uh, one of the things where we find that people do get better is involving them in these new types of things mm-hmm. that are coming out. Uh, and, and it's, again, none of this is, there's no cost to these things uh, and it, it might provide a world of a difference for a lot of people. We see that, we send a lot of our patients to these trials, but specifically right now, any anyone listening, rheumatoid arthritis, give us a call. Even if you want to call us here, just leave your number. But you can call us at the one eight five 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 Doctor Lou number. Let us know that you have rheumatoid arthritis, and we'll be in touch.
0: Let's uh, get back to it, Kyle. Thanks for hanging through the break,
1: Kyle. What's up? Hi guys, uh, Doctor Lou. I uh, I used to practice a lot of yoga,
3: and do you know about the lotus pose?
1: Uh, yes, I do. <laughs>
3: Okay. Well, I got
1: I heard a popping sound once uh, while going into that on my left knee, wow. and uh, I subsequently subsequently re-injured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once, maybe twice. I mean, it's that was a long time ago, but I never got it addressed or looked at by a doctor. Okay. And
2: it's caused. I think I don't know if it's uh, the cause is the tightness in the in the thigh muscle, or if it's a result of the injury. Right. But like the things that I do to. to to manage the pain, I just massage it while I'm driving, and I, I stand on one foot and roll around to make sure the foot's... Back. But I don't know. Do I need to get that checked out, or is it, is it useless after
1: all this time? No, no, it's definitely not useless. Absolutely, you should get that checked out. L- let me be clear on one thing, because I don't want people to think that when I say a knee problem is always from the hip or the knee, and something like this, if you heard a pop in the knee, it's probably from the <laughs> knee yeah. in that case, right? Uh, when this happened, Kyle, do you remember if there was any swelling?
2: Yeah, the whole knee
1: joint kind of swelled, but I was able to walk on it. Was it immediately or a few hours later? Like the next day, and it wasn't dramatic like discoloration or any of that. So one of the things, just as a quick general tip with knee stuff, if you ever hear a pop, you're starting to think internal derangement. Something within the knee went wrong. If it's something like an ACL, the the knee tends to swell immediately because it just does. Versus when it's swelling over a longer period of time, like a little bit later, it's more often related to the meniscus. So my best guess just on what we've heard so far is you probably hurt the meniscus a little bit. But definitely, that doesn't mean that after all this time, there's nothing that could be done. Uh, I think our team definitely can help you out. We have locations in Oakville. I see you're calling from there. uh, And it's definitely going to be worth getting uh, it taken a look at and getting it uh, fixed, especially if you want to continue to do the things that you're doing, for sure.
0: Okay, thank you, Doctor. No problem. Got uh, Joanne and Barry. Good uh, afternoon, Joanne. Good afternoon. How
2: are
0: you? What's your concern?
2: Yeah, I have pain in my left thumb between like thumb joint to the wrist and I've had a, a ray and ultrasound and they 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 were clear except on the ultrasound it said there's a po- questionable tear in the triangular fibrocartilage
1: mm. okay
2: so and like I have a brace that I use but okay. it's it's ongoing I had it for like a year over a year and uh I was just wondering what else besides like ibuprofen what else can Yes.
1: So with something like a TFCC injury, so that that little component uh, functions very much like the meniscus in the knee. Uh, And in all honesty, the medication, like whenever there's a physical problem, the intervention has to be physical. Uh, And there needs to be stuff like therapy actually being done to the area in order to get it better. And a lot of times the anti-inflammatories, the pain meds are really just going to maybe mask the pain that you're feeling, but it's not going to actually help the problem. And when you deal with something like the TFCC, which is like a piece of cartilage, uh, you definitely need to do stuff to get it better. In fact, when that gets too severe, it can end up uh, leading to uh, the need of surgery. So uh, I would definitely say if you if someone's giving you a hint that it is that, um, definitely get it taken to look at. I see you're up in Bear. We again we have providers up there. You can give us a call at one eight five 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 Doctor Lou, and we can find you a provider that can take a look at this and and get it treated and get it better. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. All thanks, right. Uh, Joanne. Again, one eight five 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 five. Doctor Lou got uh, Caroline. Good afternoon, Caroline.
2: Hi, Doctor Lou. Hi. Um, yes, I was diagnosed with um, moderate to severe carpal tunnel. Yeah. And as a pre, um, I didn't hear the whole conversation with the previous caller that was in the uh, truck. Yeah. And. Um, I notice that when I wake up, um, my my fingers are, are numb, and when I'm driving with my hands up, um, they they're numb. I sometimes I have to actually pull over and stop because they're numb and I don't have the uh, mobility temporarily. And um, I'm just wondering, she the the woman also the doctor said, "Oh, you're you should be going for uh, surgery," and you just said, "Don't do it." But um, and many people said the same thing that uh, following uh, surgery, it didn't make a difference.
1: So. Yeah. So I didn't say don't go for surgery. Well, okay, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is is. So let's, let's backtrack here. Where is the numbness and tingling okay, on which side? fingers. Both hands.
2: Both hands. Fingers.
1: Which fingers? All the fingers? Or? All the fingers. Okay, so right there, right? The carpal tunnel, the median nerve that passes through the carpal tunnel, only supplies the thumb, the, the first finger, and the middle finger. So already the fact that you're telling me it's in the ring finger and the pinky, it can't just be the carpal tunnel. Right. right so right um, off the sorry, bat right there so
2: it's more uh not so much the pinky but the thumb and like you said all the th- th- uh, other three fingers but yeah. yeah
1: so now now we can start to look at a, a term what we call peripheral entrapment mm-hmm. what that means is all those nerves need to pass through different structures to get into the hand whether it's at the elbow in the arm at the neck so we have to find mm-hmm. essentially the place where there's being uh some type of aberrant pressure being put on that nerve mm-hmm. causing your symptoms so it's it doesn't sound like to me that it's actually carpal tunnel. It sounds like you have uh, some type of an entrapment happening somewhere in the upper limb, and that could be all the way from the wrist all the way up to the neck. The only way we'll know for sure is to take a look at it mm-hmm. through an assessment, and that's definitely something we can help you with.
2: Okay, so Dr. Lou, I just want to ask you, um, yeah. locations and cost, and um, what would, how, many time, how many therapy sessions would I require, nice. something like this?
1: Yeah, in terms of the recommendation on therapy, it's hard for me to say without actually giving you a proper diagnosis, right? Uh, so that all is very dependent because if it's the wrist versus the neck, etc., uh, it's going to be hard to determine therapy sessions. What I can tell you is that all you need to worry about is that first assessment, that first consultation. It's free. Give us a call. one eight five 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 55 doctor Lou, and we'll help you out. We'll figure it out from there.
0: Thanks, Caroline. Your phone calls, uh, we got some lines open if you want to give us a call in the last few moments of the show. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Dr. Payne's show. Talk radio. AM 640. Hey, I got a few minutes. You want to get a phone call in here? 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. But you were talking earlier a couple of, uh, sessions ago about... Uh, Uh, autoimmune disease, and rheumatoid arthritis.
1: What exactly is rheumatoid arthritis? So essentially what happens with an autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis falls under the class of autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. Autoimmune diseases are essentially when your immune system, for whatever reason, starts to attack your body. Uh, And in rheumatoid arthritis, what's uh, common is that you have positive rheumatoid factor, which is a factor in your blood. Now, it will attack the joints. What happens in this case is it will attack the joint, and it will start to degenerate that joint, and it will lead to pain and swelling in that joint. Um, And most of the times, the way you can distinguish a lot of the times when we see people when they have complaints systemic things, things that happen in the blood don't tend to be biased to one side. What I mean by that is your blood doesn't say, I'm only going to go to the right ankle and cause a problem there and not on the left. It tends to be bilateral. That means on both sides. So a lot of the times, that's one of the things I'm automatically thinking. If I see a patient and they say, you know, I have pain in both of my hands. Well, what kind of pain? Oh, I'm noticing swelling in my fingers and deviation. Okay. That may be rheumatoid arthritis because it's systemic versus osteoarthritis, which is just degeneration generation of the joint on one side. So for example, now this is where the detective work comes into play because let's say this patient works at a keyboard. Well, now it's not uncommon that mm-hmm. they may have pain due to osteoarthritis on both sides. Uh, so it's, it's, Yeah, basically it's an autoimmune disease. It's where your immune system starts to attack the body. And in these cases, this is where medication is so important. I always talk about that. Everything we do in healthcare has a place. The only way you can stop a systemic problem is by attacking it at the systemic uh, point. And that's where medications and these new trial drugs that are available tend to help a lot and stop the progression of the disease process. So again, anyone listening that has rheumatoid arthritis, uh, there may be potentially something we can do to help you. Uh, no charge therapy would be covered for this type of thing. Give us a call, one 55 doctor Lou. Hey, Bob. Good afternoon.
3: Hello, sir. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. Um, I'm an eight-year uh, cancer survivor, and I had of colitis before that. Mm-hmm. So it burst. I went septic. They cut out my colon, put me on a bag system. Then I developed cancer uh, in the uh, in my lower end, or whatever. So they took that out. Mm-hmm. And during that procedure, I I I had no blood pressure, so they fed me dopamine, so they could operate on me. And then I ended up with gangrene in my legs. Mm-hmm. They were going to chop them off at the ankle to start. And then another doctor said, no, we don't have to do that. You had drag gangrene. Long and short of that. I now have some of my toes self-amputated. So now I'm stuck S- with neuropathy.
1: Self-amputated? Is that what you just said? Yeah, they they sort of fell off. That's what oh, wow. It says
3: the worst that will happen is your yep. toes will fall off in your shoes. That's exactly wow. what happened. Yeah. So anyway, it took me a year and a half to get over that. And... uh then I developed a thyroid problem. I had four surgeries on my eyes, uh decompression surgeries to save the optics. Now, you know, doing pretty good. I just have diplopia now. I see two, two of everything, except when I close the eye. But right. my main problem right now is my legs. I get pains up my shins, and the neuropathy, it's like sticking your finger in a light socket
1: yeah yeah no yeah, neuropathies the, especially due to something as complicated as you have, is a very, very very complicated thing to deal with as I'm sure you already know yeah
3: well uh, I also have type 2 diabetes right type. yeah I I, I I control that with diet.
1: Right. So, so this is not an easy thing uh, to deal with, as you know, and and I just want our listeners to know that these types of things are very, very complicated. Uh, You are more than welcome to give me a call so we can discuss this more privately. Because again, something as I say this all the time, something as complex as this needs a very, very complex answer. Mm -hmm. uh, And we need to do our due diligence to hear this out properly. Uh, in order to give any recommendation whatsoever, because of how complicated it is. But um, yeah, that's that's a lot of stuff going on, and and it, those things are very very tricky. But it's not impossible. Nothing at the end of the day is impossible. It just takes a lot of hard work.
0: Again, uh, your trial quickly in the last thirty seconds. You got going on. Yeah,
1: rheumatoid arthritis. If you're listening, you have rheumatoid arthritis. Give us a call one eight five 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 Doctor Lou. Leave your name, your number. We'll get someone in contact with you, if you uh, and they can explain everything about the trials. And if it's something that fits, great. If it doesn't, uh, there might be something else we can do. But give us a call if you have rheumatoid arthritis.
0: Again, until next time, one eight five 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 doctor lu or info at paincarecanada.com. You'll want to drop an email, book an appointment as well. Free consultation. Until next time, Dr. Pain Show, Talk, uh, talk Radio AM 640.